Hey JD Tribe and welcome to another episode of the Self Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck, a 52 card deck where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self care and personal growth, which is now available to shop at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. I am your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today we have my dear friend Kate Markovitz. Kate is on a mission to help women feel comfortable and confident in their skin through real food nutrition and gratitude. Waking up in her mid-20s, feeling stuck in a miserable, unhealthy relationship with food and her career, Kate ditched her high school math teaching job, blech, (laughs) and disordered eating passed for real food, holistic living, and a positive self-love mindset. Now, Kate runs her own nutrition practice and blog over at HolisticKate.com and is the content coordinator for Team Balance Bites. Plus, she co-hosts her own popular health and wellness podcast, The Ladies Dish. With that, I welcome my friend and new mommy, Kate. Hey, Alyssa. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for asking me to be on. And hey, JD Tribe, I'm excited to share this little conversation with you all yes I'm it makes it like I said before we got on the call this makes it easier because I've known you now for okay is it been a year or two I honestly don't know I think it has been two years I think it was 2015 okay that might be right yeah so context is that Kate okay Kate how did I meet you oh Um, I know do you know I, I remember this vividly, but it's probably because it was more like you reaching out to me. It was on Instagram. I think you like commented on something and said like, hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. And I went and checked it out and I saw you were a business coach and I was just starting my business and we went back and forth a little bit. And then you're like, well, hey, I have this, you know, little group forming. And then we chatted on the phone and like the rest is history. Okay. I vaguely remember that I reached out to you. (laughs) I knew it was through social media because I meet, I swear, everyone (laughs) on social. I I love it. I love social media for that reason. Yeah. And I've talked about that so many times, but it's true. And that's, yeah, that's how I met you. And I was creating this group back when I did business coaching, which I don't really do anymore because to be honest, I don't have any more time to do it between (laughs) teaching yoga, um, because I teach like nine classes a week right now. Insane. You know, I have my yoga retreat that's coming up here on August 17th. And I'm, you know, running the journal deck and a podcast. So, um, no more time. No more time for helping other people to run their business. I have to run my soulful business, although I loved jamming on business everything, all the things business. And so I had this group and it was called Project Lady Boss. And it was basically a meetup of women coming together that what I would help run to get these soulful entrepreneurial women, girl bosses together to um, help each other and support each other. Because running a business on your own is hard and no one tells you that. Like no one tells you all of this shit that you'll have to figure Are out. Are you describing mommyhood at the same time? Yeah, I am, I guess. <laughs> She is. Yeah, and that's something that I don't have a perspective of yet. And you were talking before the podcast, you know, maybe this is like a calling for you now to help other moms, especially other moms that have a business, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's so like you were saying, it's so hard to have your own business and that was so helpful to connect with other women that were at the same points in their business and I love brainstorming and being creative. So that was just, you know, more, it filled up my cup in that way as well. And um, yeah, when you have a baby, that adds just a whole nother layer to the situation and squeezing in blog posts when you can and voice to text is your new best friend. So Mm -hmm. many, many different elements. Yeah, I can only imagine at this point, like I told you, I'm getting the baby fever. It's like happening. It's I don't have a baby right now. I dream now of having a baby girl like you have little Charlotte. And I do think about that like, oh my gosh, like I want a baby. But how does that baby fit into this life? So what I would 
um, love to first ask you, and then we'll get into mommyhood. And that's the question I always start with, which is, what does self-care mean to you? I truly love this question, and I've loved listening to past episodes and how everyone describes the self-care because it is so different, and I think we often confuse acts of self-care with what it really means as like a definition. And to me, I really think it's when you're honoring and filling up your mind, body, and soul. And I, I have like, and I think everybody's going to be a little bit different, but I have different categories that I kind of piece, picture as like a puzzle. So, you know, for the mind part, I think of my career and personal development. And like I just mentioned creativity, like those are things that in that mind space, um, you know, really matter to me when I think about self-care and body. I think about movement and nourishment. Obviously, I'm like a nutritionist, so food is really important to me, but also sleep and hydration. And then for that soul piece, it's my relationships and my family and community and spirituality and all these pieces come together to make this puzzle in my head of like, you know, what self-care really is and when I'm not honoring or you know, paying attention to one of those pieces and you take it away, I'm not really my full self anymore because I'm not really reaching my potential or honoring all the pieces of my life. So that's kind of how I think about self-care um, is just this big puzzle with all these little pieces in it. And I think every person's going to have little different definitions of what matters to them most um, in terms of it. But yeah, that's what it means to me. It's a little triangle. Yeah. That mind, body, soul is like always, it just seems like everything comes back to that for me. Mm -hmm. Me too. That's why I'm getting a tattoo of a triangle. Are you? I am. I'm literally like, I'm doing it like the, (laughs) um, in August it's, it's happening. (laughs) It's a a birthday gift to yourself. Yeah, it is. Um, I, it's a good reminder. It is. And for me, it's, uh, it's also the symbol of the feminine and I love that. Yeah. added bonus but I totally get it obviously I want to put it on my body like I love <laughs> the idea I love that idea I agree with you 100% it's mind body spirit like if you take one away you're unbalanced and not to say that balance can ever be perfect because I don't think it can I mean you're learning that you're a mom balance is you know oh my gosh like is there perfect balance no <laughs> no there's not <laughs> You are learning that so much right now. So, yeah, but it is like you do need all the pieces or it's this triangle is just, it's not strong. It loses something if you take something. You can't only be in spiritual world, right? And you can't, you also need to be grounded, but you can't only be grounded. You also need to have spirit to like trust and you need food to nourish you and like all the things. So Right, like if you focus only on one it's great that you're focusing on that but you you do have to like you're saying try to balance all of them so they come together and really allow you to to live your best life Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I really do and so talking um food you know you are a nutritionist and honestly I I wish that I was as like I'm mindful of my food. I wish I was almost like as mindful as you about what you put into your body. And I know that, do you still do the um, 21 Day Sugar Detox? Are you still a coach for that? I am still a coach and I haven't run one since, since baby springtime. Yeah, um, I'm aiming for like fall, winter time because that is one of the best ways that you can, as a woman especially, help your hormones. Um, so it's always really cool to run those groups for women because then their next cycle is like, Hey, wait, I didn't have cramps this time. Or, you know, some of these symptoms start to go away. So it's really cool to run those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh gosh, I know, I know I've told you this, but the idea of not <laughs> having sugar is, it's really terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally, totally get it. Um, the first time that I did it, I just kind of jumped in like, Hey, I'm going to give this a shot. Like. And I I think if you get in that mindset of it's only three weeks, it's not forever, you know, not, you know, taking this away and saying you can never have it again, but it really teaches you so much about your body, even your relationship with food, because it's amazing how dependent on sugar 
everything. Once you take it away, it's in everything, Kate. I don't understand how you don't eat it. (laughs) For I mean, for the most part, I do enjoy my chocolate here and there. Although most of the time, I'm I'm really into dark chocolate at this point. But something happens. Like it's about seven to ten days, and your taste buds actually change. So when you go back and you try to have something sugary after your taste buds have changed, you notice, you're like, holy cow, wait a second, this doesn't taste the same as it did. I just, it just to me, I look at labels and everything has, like, even if it's one gram, like, everything has sugar. And I... So that is the one thing about the sugar detox is it's not completely like a sugar-free diet. It is more of changing your taste buds like I mentioned but you are allowed to have a piece of fruit every day you're gonna have you know fruits and vegetables which have like the natural sugars in them so you are not gonna net zero sugars Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes um but it's more about getting out like those added sugars like that high fructose corn syrup and all of those nasty additives yeah so you're only allowed one piece of fruit one piece of fruit, and it has to be a green apple, a green banana, or a grapefruit. Oh my oh god! Eat. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I promise. My mom did it, and if my mom could do it and get through it, and she is like the candy and like Dr. Pepper fiend, I really believe everyone can. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So I just have to ask you because I I, I just have to, and I wonder if I think other people have thought this, and since you're here, I'm gonna ask you. It totally relates. It relates to self-care just because, I mean, it's health and this is food. And we haven't had a foodie person on the podcast, so this is great. Um, I'm a foodie. Here I am. Yes. So, okay, the juice thing. Mm-hmm. What, okay, is that bad because of all of, like, I, I love juices. I make my own. But, like, there's a ton of natural sugar. There's a shit ton. Is that bad? So, with the juices, it does depend like how you are juicing them. So if you're juicing them and you're taking away all the fiber and like the phytonutrients that would naturally come with that piece of fruit. So, you know, if you're peeling away, let's say the apple um, skin, for example, right? you know, then you're, you're kind of just leaving all that sugary head from the middle of the apple. If you, if you're not having that fiber. Yeah, to kind of I don't do it. that. Okay. So you're throwing in like the whole apple. The whole only thing I peel is like oranges. Okay, well, totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Got you there. Um, so juices can be confusing because of the natural sugars. And whenever you detoxify, which is where a lot of people are like, oh, I'm having this detox juice. If you don't have protein with it, then you're actually just kind of letting toxins still circulate in your body because toxins have to bind to protein in order to get out of the body. So ah. that is the one thing about like juice cleanses. If you're not having protein of some sort, and you could throw protein in there, you know, with like a protein um, powder, or I actually like like collagen peptides better. If you throw those in there, you're helping a little bit, but I definitely wouldn't just have juices, like do a juice cleanse. That's that's not how I would use But them. like having one as like a lunch is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I actually, in mommyhood, that has been one of my go-tos, especially for my adrenals, because Mm -hmm. I have been stressed out, which I think makes sense. I'm giving myself a little grace saying, okay, Kate, at this point in your life, you're allowed to have more stress than you usually would. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's crazy because, you know, since you're saying you're this baby craze and anybody out there. After, after you have a baby and you deliver your placenta, you, your hormones actually go down to what would be considered a menopausal level. So you have a lot of symptoms of menopause, like, you know, hot flashes and mm. things like that. And I notice my hot flashes are always when I get super stressed out. So that's a sign that those are my adrenals. So I will make a, an adrenal cocktail, I like to call it, which is a type of juice. Um, and I'll have that usually in the afternoon to give it give it a little boost and get some nutrients as well. Um, would I be able to, outside the podcast, can I get the recipes so I can put it on the show note for that? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. People need to try it. It's delicious and it's so good for you. So, okay, yes, cool. absolutely. That sounds like fun. Um, okay, so talking then um, – how you got into all of this that you know you said adrenal fatigue and I know you're really open about adrenal fatigue gut health like all these things 
that not everybody talks about, especially like gut health and things like that. But really, like, why did all this really become so important for you? Or I guess another way of saying it is like, how are you living your life before holistic living came into play? Goodness, I look back and I'm like, that poor girl. I can't believe I did that to myself. Um, It was really, it really started in college. And it was, you know, just looking around and everybody saying count calories and do all these things and work out so many times a day. And so I got, I am a type A personality and, you know, very driven, which I know you are as well. So I'm sure you can relate to just that mindset where I get obsessed with something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was obsessed with counting calories. I was obsessed with getting to the gym at least once a day, maybe even twice a day, in addition to all the studying and going to classes. So I would leave at like seven in the morning, not get home until like 10 at night because I went to the gym again after my classes. Uh, And so I just really put a lot of stress and strain on my body and it showed. I mean, I was constipated for weeks on end. I'm talking five weeks one time. That is so unhealthy. (laughs) So unhealthy. Uh, My... My cycles were all over the place, non-existent. Then it would come for like three weeks, and then I wouldn't have it again. Um, So my hormones were just completely out of whack. And I'm so grateful that I found out earlier in my 20s, instead of continuing this cycle, you know, on and on and on, I was probably about 23, 24, and I started to wake up to this idea that maybe this isn't the healthiest thing for my body. Um, and it was actually the 21 day sugar detox that I did. I found it because I was in that diet mindset and I'm like, okay, let me try this. And I realized I was eating so much more food, but I was, you know, my body tone was better and I was feeling so much better. I was sleeping so much better. And I just started researching more about this, like whole foods and real food and got away from some of the other jargon and found a couple podcasts. So that's why I think podcasts are so important. I'm so glad that you have one because they changed my life. I just found out so much information and I was like, I'm going to go to school for this. (laughs) Jumped into a training program and um, yeah. And then I started working really hard on my own health and finding out how, how much I had really strained my body in between. I found out I had a parasite and adrenal fatigue and actually I couldn't get pregnant at first because my, um, hormones were so far in the toilet and I would have never been able to carry a pregnancy. So now the fact that Charlotte's here is just Mm. a whole testament to how much work I had to put in. Wow. But I'm so, so grateful for it. How did you discover, like, how would somebody, if you, you know, someone's listening to this and they're like, I, how do I even know if I have parasites? How do I know if I have adrenal fatigue? We know, how do I know what my gut health is? Like, these aren't things that I don't, I honestly don't even know how you, is it a blood test? Like what, So you can do a couple different things. The first thing that I did was go to someone who was more like me, like just the nutritionist. So I don't do testing myself for people, but I use what's called a NutriQ and it goes through signs and symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so when I looked at all of those, I noticed on my gut health, for example, what's called dysbiosis kept coming up, which means it could be parasites or yeast or something like that. And so I reached out to someone who has like a little more training than me. Um, She's a restorative wellness practitioner and I consider her my doctor. I don't, I go to my PCP because you know, you have to get that clean Mm -hmm. bill of health for insurance and whatever, but she is my doctor. Um, And so we did some blood tests, we did a stool test and that's really where I discovered exactly what my hormones were. And what's crazy about it is even my OB took my blood tests or um, yeah, she took my blood and all my hormones, like it's said pre-puberty. And I asked her about it and she's like, oh, it's just where you were in your cycle. You're, you know, you're fine. And whenever I saw my practitioner and we looked at my blood test, she was like, oh my goodness, like we have to fix this. Like you can, cause at the time I was like, I'm trying to prep my body, but you know, to maybe have a baby. And she's like, honey, we got to really work on this. Cause right now that wouldn't be able to happen. Right. Cause like pre-puberty, you're not ready to have a baby (laughs) definitely not (laughs) wow okay so um, like talking to someone you did a blood test and you did a stool test yeah so there are um they're like 
restorative wellness practitioners, there are functional diagnostic practitioners, they have special certifications where you can send away labs and then they can read them. So it goes, like what I do is like more food and lifestyle related, and then what she did is that testing with supplements. And so a combination of the two of those is what really worked for me. So if someone wanted to find someone that would do blood work and stool testing, like what that woman did, they're looking up restorative wellness? That's that's the route that I went, and I love my practitioner. I think I've sent so many people her way at this point, um, okay. especially if you're working on fertility or something like that. Um, All right. So, or you could also look for, like, naturopath doctors. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they're going to probably be more expensive than somebody that's just kind of doing it on their own, though. Okay. So I've never heard of that, a restorative wellness professional. Yeah. Okay. All right. And people like Kate, who know everything about food. <laughs> I, say, I do I do love the food aspect. I can help you clean up that way. And, it, and for some people, that's all it takes. But I had, you know, 10 years of terrible treatment to my body that I needed to fix. So that's I had a lot. to get a little bit more. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I mean, I didn't even know. And I think I reached out to you when my, when my cycle was so off. Didn't I reach out to you? Yeah. And I mm-hmm. said, like, what the, basically, WTF. <laughs> right. You know, like, and, I was getting a period every other week. And I think what happens, too, is a lot of us forget how much lifestyle matters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so many people come to me, and I do, I will um, suggest supplements and, like, you know, different plans like that. It's not quite as, like, hormonally based as it would be if you had a test, but it's, you know, more of a general, this is a good thing to take, but people, but that's what people want. They just want a pill. So in a lot of ways, it's almost like I'm giving you these supplements, but that's not the most important part. You know, you have to start sleeping and you have to start figuring out how to control your stress because we're never going to be able to get rid of stress. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. that's life, but how, how do you control it? And that's where like the self-care I think really comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just taking time for yourself and, you know, are you working out too hard for what you need right now? So there's so many different factors that play into it, but it's not just a quick fix with a pill or a Never smoothie is. or a shake. Mm-mm. No, it is not. It took my period, Ooh, and I was under a lot of stress, I mean, mm-hmm. at that time, personally. So, I mean, it took my cycle almost a whole year before it was in the fall I finally got a normal period again. And it was like, hallelujah. Right. Because I did, well, that's like, you know, that's like what makes us women, right? Mm-hmm. You know, having that cycle, I felt so, when I woke up to it and I realized like I wasn't having a cycle, it made me feel so not feminine. I don't know how else yeah. to put it. Like I yeah. just felt so disconnected. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, you, that's, a, that says a lot because you're right. It's, it's uniquely feminine. I mean, mm-hmm. women are cyclical in nature. And men are more grounded and stable, naturally right. so. We go, th- we literally, that's, you know, we go with the moon. Like, well, that's just the way we are. That's the way we're built. And it, I get it. And when I was off, I literally was like, something is wrong. Like, this is not okay. I, I shouldn't be shedding all the time. Like, and I think in some ways I was shedding a lot because of it, honestly, like on a physical level I was shedding. I think in a symbol, you know, symbolism there was I was shedding so much in my life. I feel like I right. was purging and then it was healed around the fall, which to me was not coincidence. I think that that had so much to do with where my life shifted and stress levels and gosh, that was Isn't a testament. Crazy? Yeah. It's I mean, like, I was like, hello, hello chakras. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, I know that some people probably hear that and think like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. But I totally believe it. And funny story, uh, Charlotte was born, I think it was a full moon or like the next day. And mm-hmm. They couldn't even move us out of rooms because they said so many women came in in labor. And that was just like I was sitting there kind of chuckling to myself like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's when women are. It's the full moon. I mean, that's just, just, it is, you know, so many women go into labor and it's true. And it's, yeah, it's an amazing, beautiful, beautiful thing. So, okay. Mommyhood. Um, (laughs) 
I, you know, and I haven't had the chance to really talk to you since you had the baby. So I do want to know. And I think that, like I told you, we haven't had a lot of mothers on this podcast, which I didn't even think about until I got on the spent call with you. We've had, I think, one other, which was Jackie Carr on episode nine. And I think that, like I said, I think it speaks to a lot of these entrepreneurial badass women they either are waiting longer to have a child in this day and age because they're so they're very focused on their career and that's amazing and wonderful and they're waiting until they're in their late 20s, early 30s, or they only are having one baby and, you know, there's just this shift that's happening in the planet and it is what it is. Um, but that's just an observation that I think is like, whoa, and I didn't even realize now. But talking to you, I really would love your perspective about how your relationship with self-care has changed and evolved with motherhood. Oh goodness. Do you have all day? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I am still, my daughter is 10 weeks old today, so I'm still what's considered this fourth trimester. And it's so crazy when you read about tribes and everything and that they never put their babies down the first three to four months and just all these like instincts that they have that you know in our culture is I guess you know frowned upon or um, you know babies should be sleeping through the night and all that kind of thing but so it makes self-care really really hard for me as a mom because you know I'm not having hardly any time to myself, but what I have noticed in terms of self-care, going back to that, you know, the mind, body, spirit thing, I have to ask for help and I have to honor myself and say, you know, to my family and my loved ones around me, like, can you take her for what I call them like shifts? Um, Can you take her for the shift, which is basically in between feeds because I'm breastfeeding her right now? Um, and so it's like, I just need these two hours to myself to go do whatever the heck I want, whether that's just like sleeping, um, going to get my nails done, going for a quick walk by myself, just doing something where, you know, I'm not mommy, I'm Kate again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that that is really evolved. And I think also realizing that I matter and, and this was even maybe before she came that I was enough and I'm worthy and I deserve to have these moments instead of just constantly giving to other people or constantly working on my business or being a wife that, that being Kate matters and honoring Kate is important too. And so once I really started to think of it like that way, that I am such a better mom when I get to go away for a little bit and I come back, like I miss her as soon as I'm 30 minutes away from her, but if I was sitting there those 30 minutes and she was having a bad 30 minutes or, you know, you just, you start swirling and you're like, I just need a break. I just need a break. But Mm -hmm. when I get that break and I come back, I'm like, oh my gosh, here's my little peanut. Even if she's fussy and just, you know, having a bad hour or whatever, it's, Mm -hmm. I'm so much more present and calm and patient with her. That's a great point. Yeah. It's like, Right, that one of the distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I actually did say that because um, at the beginning I wasn't asking for enough help, and I really was—I just felt like I was abandoning her if I asked other people to just help me out and give me a little break. And my in-laws swooped in and they're like, "We got you a massage. Go enjoy your massage. You know, give us a few bottles, pump a few bottles before you go. If you want to go to lunch by yourself or whatever." and that was the moment I really realized like, oh my gosh, I do need to do this every once in a while because I'm so excited to go pick her up. I wanted to go back before they told me to come back. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Yes, for sure. I think, well, I mean, that's all, I mean, that's just a a woman, a woman thing, like not asking. I mean, I have to wonder like what a man, I mean, I don't know. Men also don't like to ask for help because they're just very stubborn. But I think that the reason women don't ask for help isn't because they're stubborn. I think it's more like they feel it's their duty to do it all or something. I feel like it, it's my duty and I feel like I'm failing if I meet, 
you know, before I felt like I was like failing as a mother, um, if I needed somebody else to come and help me. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, um, with my husband as he's transitioning into fatherhood, cause I think a lot of times too, we don't really honor how much of a transition it right. is for them as well and how hard it is for them because they don't have all these, you know, instincts and hormones and like all of a sudden a baby's just there crying and they need to figure out what to do with it. You yeah, know, valid point. Um, but he is so protective of his alone time um, and getting that like self-care or waking up and going to the gym and just getting that moment by himself. And I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to learn to act like him a little bit when it comes to that to just say, okay, you get the baby now. I'm going to take care of myself, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really declaring what you mm-hmm, need. That's a good word. Yeah, I need this. Like even right now for this podcast, you had your grandmother, right? Come and watch the baby. Yep, <laughs> yep. She's in there in the other room. I haven't heard her so far. Yeah, you know, it's like just declare it and be, and you have, you know, they Although say. I do think my dog is about to bark. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> oh, I've had dogs. Bar- I have had dogs bark on the podcast. <laughs> that has happened. My dog is somewhere off. She's sleeping She's pretty um, good with the podcast. I have the stereotypical, oh no, there's the mailman, let me bark my head off dog, so. Oh, yeah, I have to close the blinds. <laughs> yeah. I close everything. I turn everything off. I'm like, Luna, just pretend that there's no world outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's like, I hear it, I hear it. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I, I'm just curious, um, you know, you said fatherhood. Is this been really interesting to watch your husband transition? Oh, totally. And it's... Is it attractive? So it is. It's like, you know, the seeing him in labor, I was really worried about him in labor because I was like, I don't want to have pain medicine. I just, you know, I want the full experience. Um, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can't be passed out on the floor if I'm in all this pain. <laughs> I need somebody <laughs> to help me. So I actually did hire a doula, Power of Women. I loved her. She was fantastic. Um, But he so stepped up to the plate and was just so supportive. And it was like that moment where I realized, like, he's going to be a great dad because, you know, just everything that he was doing in that moment even. Mm -hmm. And the first month where the baby is truly, like, eating and sleeping and pooping like that's all they do you know they're not really making eye contact with you they have no idea what's going on I think that was the hardest part for him because you know it's just like okay the baby's crying or I'm basically handing her to you to eat but now that she's smiling and responding like he just comes home and he loves you know talking to her and changing her diaper I call it diaper duty but that's what he gets to do daddy diaper duty um but it is. It's it's amazing to see them step into that role and just how much they they love the baby too. Um, I wasn't fully prepared for that, but that's one of the positives of it. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that would be very heart fulfilling. Yes, and I can't wait to see once she's you know crawling around and just way more interactive, which is coming soon. I I think that's going to be really really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's so. Which is so much fun. I love baby girls. I love them. Oh, I I love baby girl clothes. I I every day I'm like, you need to step away from the cart button. Yeah, I want to buy baby moccasins. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so many cute ones. Like the floral prints. I have floral prints and like everything. Her middle name is Rose, and I like. Looked around her nursery and the clothing and like everything has roses on it. I was like, oh my gosh, it was just a little message. I love my mom's name is Rose, so I love it. I love the name Rose. Yeah, I uh, I think that's a beautiful name. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so succinctly, and here's the thing: I know that you have to have some good tips. I know you do because you're a nutritionist. I know that you're into this. So succinctly said, what are your three favorite self-care practices, rituals, or tips? So you pegged me because when I was thinking about this question before, I was like, I'm giving tips because I am a teacher at heart and I'm a podcaster and I want your listeners to walk away with something that they're like, okay, I can implement this. It's not just, you know, hearing what I do, but I would say... 
first is to honor yourself. Um, and one of my favorite phrases is don't just do. So don't just hear what other people are doing and think like, oh, I have to do that. You know, or I read that this person, you know, wakes up 30 minutes and they, you know, they do sun salutations and write in their journal and have their coffee all before the sun comes up. Like if that doesn't work for you, then don't do it. You know, think about mm -hmm. the type of person that you are and what really fills your cup, what makes you happiest. And that's the thing that you should do. You can get ideas from other people, but at the end of the day, always come back to yourself. I say the same thing with food. Um, you know, I love cheese. It's fantastic. It makes everything taste better, but it also screws up my digestion and makes me feel like crap mm -hmm. the next day or so. So I have to honor myself and I can't do that. Um, so that would be the first thing. And then the second thing is based on what I was talking about with mommyhood is to make the space for yourself and ask for help when you need it. Um, so whether you have a baby or not, if you're in a relationship, um, you know, you have to be able to say to your partner, whoever it is, like, okay, I just need this time to go off on my own. I'm very introverted as well. Um, I'm an outgoing introvert. So like, I have to have that time to myself to recharge or else I completely, you know, shut down and just get very, very drained. Um, so I think making that space is really important. And then... Um, my last tip is going back to like how self-care evolved for me is is kind of finding a mantra or just truly believing that you are enough, um, that you are worthy and that you deserve it. And every time that you start to feel that doubt or guilt or that you're giving yourself so much to other people or other things, coming back to that and saying, I need to I need to give back to myself and that's what's going to make my life more fulfilling and it's going to give you you so much more energy and positivity whenever you just take those moments for yourself first mm -hmm. yeah I am worthy I am enough yeah I it really when I have a hard moment I have to come back to those things I I'm so much a mantra person that's how I got through labor I was repeating things in my head saying them out loud mm -hmm. um it, because when you say it enough, you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Worthiness and enoughness are, those are really tough for women. Like So, so hard. Yeah. Like the, uh, the notion of I am enough is like everyone I talk to. It's me. It's everyone. Is like they have an issue with it at some point or another that they aren't enough, that they are inadequate in some way and I think it's all the marketing that's around us I mean it's just you know it's like we're constantly told we're not because mm -hmm. we need all these other things you know yeah, yeah for sure and I I can only imagine that adding a layer of motherhood is a whole other layer of am I good enough am I a good mom oh my goodness that's like half of my breakdowns <laughs> yeah yeah you know, not not feeling like I am doing enough and being enough for mm -hmm. her and um and it is it's it's really hard you have to take a step back and just look at the big picture mm -hmm. yeah well when I have a baby can I call you <laughs> please I that was like my friend had a baby in March and I leaned on her so much and you just you have to find support around you and I think it really really helps when it's someone that has just gone through it more recently because like you were saying before we um started recording you you do secrete hormones where you kind of forget like I kind of forget labor I kind of forget all the morning sickness it's there but it's not as you know tangible as mm -hmm. it was when it first went through it so I think it's so so important to find other mothers that are in the trenches and you know willing to jump in and do anything for you because that's exactly what I would do now for a mom that's having a baby mm -hmm. you know I'd be like what can I bring you you know what do you need me to go to the store for right do you need me to come over and watch her while you take a nap like it yeah just, it matters a lot I know and I'm gonna I, I would love to have a doula so oh my gosh best money ever spent my yeah. husband and I said we would have paid three times the amount <laughs> yeah so I'll hit you up <laughs> give Definitely. me like I, two I years maybe yeah maybe like a year and a half two years give me a little bit of time I gotta yeah. like birth I have to finish birthing the journal deck hey that is that is a baby all in itself 
Oh, yeah. It is. It is. And I literally am telling myself that. I'm like, I am birthing this <laughs> into the world. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean, I really felt like that about my business. Like, it, it is my first baby, and I want to see that succeed as well. But it's, you know, as I got to, you know, kind of prep this baby and help this baby out right now, that has to take us, you know, a little bit of a yeah burner but it'll come up again it's ebb and flow it really is is. and that's women okay going back to women 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 are cyclical ebb and flow right so we get it we get it yeah like we can do this we like beyonce right we can have the babies and (laughs) then get back to business that's what she says Right, exactly. You know? You just got to give yourself that grace in between. Yeah, exactly. And I know you're all about grace, and that is one of my favorite words. I love the word grace. It's... I I really wanted her her middle name, if we, um, her other name, as if everybody needs to know, was Madeline Grace. And um, it was hard not to name her that just because I do love that word grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful name, and it's a beautiful um <sighs> just topic and it's not talked about really anymore I just love it because I I think it's it's a little bit like self-care in which it means something different to everyone like I think it's hard to put into words what grace really is it's something you feel Mm -hmm. you know you're right you're right and I don't think people people don't talk about it because it's almost this like esoteric like a non-tangible thing Mm -hmm. people don't really talk about it and it's also I think a thing of almost a little bit of times past in some ways, yeah. um, you know, like a person that truly embodied grace, like it's harder to come by. I, yeah, I totally agree. You know, I mean, I always like to think like if you could infuse grace, oh my gosh, that's like a journal prompt right there. If you could, <laughs> they like come out of me all the time. Say, I was going to say, how many times this is to you in the day like if you could infuse grace into your life like what would that look like what would that feel like where in your life do you need to infuse some grace or what does grace mean to you I think all of those are amazing journal prompts to like riff on I think I'll be thinking about that the rest of the day. Yeah, because it can be infused into anything. How can you be a more graceful mother? How can you be a more graceful wife? How can you just be a more graceful person? You know, Mm -hmm. how can you be more graceful towards towards yourself and how you talk to yourself? And it's everything. It is. It really is. Mm -hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Now I'm going to think about that too. That should be, that's going to be a question, I think, in volume two of the journal deck, volume Yay! two. <laughs> I love that there's a volume two of forming already. Oh, yes, girl. I have lots of ideas, and that would be one of them, is there'll be more volumes, more prompts. There's going to be mini themed decks that have strict themes to them. So cute. I Retreats. There's going to be a workshop program for people to be facilitators of JD workshops. All oh, you've got things. it all going on. I do. I do. <laughs> it's in my brain. It's all it's like in there. It's like that rainbow string. It just keeps coming out. You can't stop it. No, I can't. And I've never been <laughs> able to stop my creativity, and I don't want to. It's it's oh, coming it's... from somewhere else. Yep. I love, I love, you know, being creative. I think it's one of the just coolest things ever. Yes, I'm very excited for all that's to come and like, oh, it's amazing. And you've, you've, yeah, you've kind of witnessed the evolution here. So that's really cool that you've been, you've been here and like, I've seen you evolve and it's cool. Life is is crazy. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Instagram. Yes. Thanks, Insta. Okay. So let's transition to some fun rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Okay, everyone. This this could she might have to edit like the pauses of me trying to think straight. <laughs> First thing comes to your brain. No worries. Okay. okay. If you had to describe self care in one word or feeling, it would be. I think I'm gonna go with grace. There we go. Easy peasy. <laughs> okay. Continuing. Favorite time of the day to journal, or do you not have a favorite time? Morning. Morning. Um, is your journal really neat and clean or is it messy? Depends on the day. Depends if I'm in 
like brainstorming, I need to just get this out mode, or if I'm sitting there honestly thinking about a prompt or a question and I just need to write it out. Yes, valid. My favorite form of self-care movement or exercise is? Hot yoga. Mm. My self-care secret weapon is? Oh, self-care secret weapon? These days it's asking for help, yeah. Sorry, Mm. it's kind of boring because that's what I talked about. No, it's because it's just all on point. Okay, um, favorite podcast? The Balanced Bites podcast, which is a health and nutrition one (laughs) that kind of got me into doing podcasts myself. So yeah, and you have to shout that out. Yes, and you happen to be the content coordinator. I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I um, I remember when you got that job. That was oh my goodness! That was so funny. I remember running around my whole entire house, like skipping. So excited, so nervous to like talk to my idol because Mm -hmm. that was the podcast that got me into nutrition and there I was going to be on her team. Mm -hmm. So crazy. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Let's see. This one might be tough. This one might be tough because it might have been a while because you've been really busy. What was the last book you read? about being a mom you know Mm -hmm. how to heal your body naturally after childbirth and the vaccine okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so those are more mommy books mommy books um I did just start so I'm not finished with it but I was reading Cultivate by Laura Casey I haven't heard of that one I think you would like it, though she is religious. I always want to dis- like give that little disclaimer because I know some people get turned off by all that talk. Um, but she, it's about, you know, like tending to your life. But she draws this analogy about tending to your life, kind of like tending a garden. Mm, okay. Cultivate. I, I don't, get it. I don't read much like fictional books. Everything I read is always like professional development or like yeah. my friends are like, you're the worst person to ask for advice for like a beach read I know <laughs> many. I'm guilty of that lately and I need to buy a good fiction book uh, me too I think I just need to like chill out and listen even an audio one yeah yeah I know yes let's commit to that I need to <laughs> I need to put down the self-help book <laughs> I know because then it's like the, you know oh my gosh okay here's the next thing I need to improve <laughs> yeah and it's yeah we we have to be balanced with that too right Gotta yes, be a little balanced. Totally. Okay, so you already answered the one about milk chocolate or dark. You said dark. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one's easy. All right. Um, last one. What is your go-to quick, easy, healthy meal? Stir fries. Stir Any fries. type of. I. You can even get the frozen vegetables. They don't have to be the stir fry kind. You could just throw them in the skillet with some coconut oil or butter ghee. Make sure it's grass-fed. Here's all my trendy words. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, And then usually, you know, just throwing in, make it super easy and just get a rotisserie chicken and throw it in. But, um, and then some type of sauce. There you go. Add a little rice. You can make a ton of it and then have it for many meals afterwards. It's just super easy. Okay, so I lied. I want to ask you one more. Okay. (laughs) If you could say one supplement... Or like vitamin or whatever you want to call it that you think people, most people ought to be taking, what would it be? Magnesium because our soils are very depleted because we just farm in the same soil over and over again nowadays Um, and just environmental toxins and everything. So magnesium, 90%, maybe even 95% of people are deficient in and it'll improve your sleep. It helps you deal with stress. Magnesium does 300 things in the body. So it's really, really important. And I think everybody needs more of it. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. The easiest one most people can find is natural calm, the powdered form. You just have it like a drink. Um, It's a little uh, bowel loosening. If you take the magnesium citrate, which natural calm is, but you can find other forms of magnesium that are not. 
so that I just want to make sure nobody like takes it. It's like, why am I running to the bathroom? So can you just take a pill? Can you just take a vitamin? You could take, yeah, like magnesium and um, a pill form. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. All right. I thought that was a good question. Like, if I could yeah. pick your brain, I'd want to ask that. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. I, that's, that's 100%. I mean, a multivitamin is always good, but, um, you know, there are a ton of not great multis out there. So. Mm-hmm. All right. You heard it, guys. Magnesium. <laughs> Magnesium. Magnesium. It's my favorite mineral on our podcast. Everybody, like, it's the running joke that every time we talk about magnesium, we're like, Kate's favorite mineral. <laughs> I love that you have a favorite mineral. <laughs> They're like, the first time we talked about it, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite. I'm like, you are so weird. I have favorite numbers. I just have favorite weird things. That's okay. You're the sweetest. <laughs> okay, so can you please tell listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so my favorite place to be is Instagram. So I'm at Holistic Kate. Um, that's also my website. So I do have a blog with lots of nutrition info on there, and baby stuff is starting to come up because that's just easy for me to talk about right now. Um, I'm also kind of doing more video vlogs, I'm calling them, just because it's so much easier than trying to type with one hand. Uh-huh. So I can press bl- play. She's, you know, I'm usually holding her, and then there you go. There's a little blog post. So if you like videos, we've got that going on over there. Um, and then, yeah, if you like podcasts, which clearly you do if you're listening to this, you can, and you like the health, wellness, nutrition, lifestyle, um, the Ladies' Dishes, our podcast that comes out every other Tuesday. Yes. Same with us. Tuesdays. Love Tuesdays. Yeah. Podcast <laughs> Tuesday. It is. It's. I just think it's a good day because Monday's overwhelming. Tuesday's kind of like that day in the week that nothing's really that special about it. So. Yeah, except for podcasts. Except for your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kate. Thank you so much. You're. I love you, and you're. You are. You are so sweet. I'm so truly so so thankful. I mean, I think paths crossed for a reason, and clearly ours was destined to meet. Now we actually need to meet in person now that I'm back. I know. In um, and that'll happen for sure. I've been trying to get to a yoga classes forever, but being pregnant was not my best time. So I will yeah. see you in a class shortly. Yeah, even like tea. I mean, I oh, yes. feel like I've met you. I do. <laughs> right? it, it's weird that I haven't physically touched you. I, I find okay. that weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I am who I am, you know, everywhere so I think and I think you are too which is why we probably feel like that yeah yeah when when you know everything comes down please reach out to me and let's go have some tea and absolutely yes 100% and that would make me very happy because I know we've tried and it's just then you got pregnant and (laughs) oh yeah being yeah being pregnant if somebody has a bad pregnancy out there reach out to me because honey (laughs) god mine was not not the best All right, babe. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, guys, that is a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by The Journal Deck, which you can shop for at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. And be sure to join us over at our awesome private Facebook group called Journals and Journeys, where we keep the conversation going, I host challenges, and you can connect with like-minded souls. Until next time, I am Alyssa Cousins. Signing off for the journal deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.